Nicole Williams once said, Love isn't only love, sweetheart. It's hard work and trust and tears with even a few glimpses of devastation. But at the end of each day, if you can still look at the person at your side and can't imagine anyone else you'd rather have there, the pain and heartache and the ups and downs of love are worth it. Welcome to Eccentric Together, a love story and a relationship played out on a podcast for you. They aren't life coaches, they're not professionals, but they're two people who live and love hard. Hey, Maria. Hey, Peter. Today, I'm going to stay humble, work hard, and be kind. You know, that makes me think, you know what a good dating idea is? It's talking about nonsense, love, and all the above. Hell yeah, let's start a podcast. <laughs> duck, duck, duck. This is Eccentric Together, and this is Maria and Peter. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Eccentric Together podcast, where myself, Peter, along with Maria, take a deep dive every week into a relationship topic and see where the discussion leads us. Uh, this week, I believe we're going to fulfill our promise from last week and go into marriage. How are you doing, Maria? What do you think about that? Hi, Peter. Thanks for the introduction. I am excited to speak about marriage. Yeah, I do think it's interesting. I, I kind of am appreciating it more that we spoke about divorce first and now we're speaking about marriage. Um, full disclosure, you, you came up with that order. Did you have the foresight to do that or was it kind of just a random thing or did you think about it in any specific way? At first, it didn't mean um, much to to put divorce before marriage, but as I as the day came, it was more of a. It meant that we could get the the storm over before the rainbow. <laughs> I, I I appreciate that. It definitely, I think, in thinking about this topic, uh, I was able to come at it with almost a a sharper mind almost a more clear head because we talked about that stuff already like you said the storm first so it was easier to kind of jump in here i'm glad you're able to speak on this one with a clearer mindset well so i think right it remains to be seen (laughs) (laughs) um do you want to start or i think i usually like you to start in any circumstance that has to do with very impactful topics just because i want to hear your thought for one and then two i don't want to influence you before you set your thoughts out yeah which is very uh that's something uh in in some cases that can be a very good thing like in work i think it's a good thing to be able to take cues and react to them pretty quickly but when we're trying to have a very honest conversation i'm definitely more susceptible to that influence so i i appreciate that um so what do you think what do you what do you what a marriage means to you I'm going to take a swing at just answering the question without going on a long-winded explanation, and then I'll go on the long-winded explanation later. Don't worry. Sounds good. What do I think about marriage? I think marriage, to me, the important aspects of it, is a public promise between two people that they are vowing to build a life together and grow and build and work and strive towards common goals and objectives um, for the rest of their lives. It, you're, it's, you're vowing that love, that you love that person, and that you're going to make a life with them. So uh, a vow that, as we touched on 
yeah, last week <laughs> should not be broken lightly. That is what I believe marriage is. Heard. Do you have any more input on behalf of that? Oh, I have a lot. Um, so I realize that there's... Um, I'm not speaking for anybody else. I, all I can do is speak for me. And to Gladly. me... Gladly. Thank you. <laughs> Well, because I was about to talk about the religious aspects of marriage, and I don't want anyone to think I'm presuming what they want or care about. Are you religious? Um, I am spiritual and tentatively uh, Christian-leaning, based on how I was raised and keeping a lot of those things that I was comfortable with. There's some things that I wasn't comfortable with, which I dropped. Um, Some people have in my life called me a little bit... um, I don't know. I can't remember the words, but it was something like insincere or disingenuine because I kind of did the a la carte menu. I took what I enjoyed about Christianity and then I left the stuff that I didn't. Um, so in that manner, to answer your question, if I'm religious, I'll say a little bit, but in my own way. Okay. Um, but to me, the important part about marriage is not the religious aspect of it, but rather that public vow Um and so the vow being that un- supposedly or supposed to be unbreaking promise you make to another person, which has a lot of value to me. And then the public part is also uh, important to me as well. Not in that it should matter what other people think or say or that you should take out uh, overly emphasized input from others before going into a marriage. Though I'm not saying you shouldn't ask for advice and seek counsel and all those things, nothing like that, but rather the public aspect of the vows that I think is important is it encourages a way to be held accountable. You're not just telling the person that you want to be there, you want to be with them forever. You were telling that person in front of others <laughs> that you want to be with them for forever. Um, for some reason that holds weight to me. I, I see it as, I don't know, sacred <laughs> in my you, uh, my own little religious way, sacred. I don't. Well, yeah. What do you What do you think about whether it's your own views or what? What do you think about that? What do you What do you mean? What do I think about what? Uh, my views. Okay. Um, I agree to a certain extent. I think for me, it, it it's a promise. It's an intimate promise where you're you're binding with somebody verbatim and i mean through words and emotionally physically and mentally for the rest of your life um i think it becomes public when you allow yourself to share that with people but not necessarily does it have to be public um you know every single time or unless you don't want it to be it's very meaningful to the um to be married of course but i don't know i it goes back to my divorce topic where i used to see one road and only one road and i used to think of the christian mindset of hey you're you're married to this person for the rest of your life and that's it but things changed right so um my thoughts have changed with that too. I hear you, I, and I definitely appreciate, given your perspective and your experience, that you your views may have changed over time. 
Um, I did, if you're up for it, kind of kind of want to take on two subtopics. Like, So they're still marriage-related, but I kind of wanted to break it apart into prior to getting married and kind of going into it, and then during a marriage and what that what that's like. Okay. Um, I'm not exactly sure what that <sighs> uh, means, but let's it's all, go. It's all part of the surprise. Uh, so for the first, I guess it's the first question that'll kind of outline that. So this is going into a marriage, given your perspective, having been through one before, um, what is important to evaluate and to think about prior to getting married? Oh, yeah, I I think um, at first I thought it was just the love, how strong a love was between each other and the bond that you both shared. Um, now I'm thinking it's more than just love. I think it's finance, uh, financial status and like, are you both okay and, you know, happy with where each other are in life? I also think it's religion. Like, what's the difference between each other? Um, I think there's just more to love than what I used to think. I hear you. I hear you. How about you? Uh, having never been in a marriage before, um, I have no, I don't have experience. All I can give you is just what, what feels right to me. Right. Yeah. And what feels right to me is of course I agree with the love and the bond aspect. Um, I actually, I highlight that quite heavily because I think, I think, or I believe that you can't really fall in love with a person unless some of the important things align. Mm, um, interesting. So I, I guess I kind of in- intermingle that it's not just love, and I agree, it's not just love. But I think that love and the strength of that love is dependent, or can be derived based on the other things aligning as well. Um, it kind of goes to like I believe in soulmates, right? So I believe that you can actually be meant to be, and that your lives are just kind of building and growing together. And that some of these things match, whether they're differences that match like puzzle pieces or whether they're similitudes that just line up and grow your bond. I think those values and differences, um, if aligning in the correct way, actually enable love. It's not a separate thing. I'm not saying it's not different, but it's not separate, if that makes sense. I, I hear you, definitely. Yeah, so I think... Uh, Prior to being married, you should love and have that bond with the person. And I believe part of that process is also the important things aligning. So uh, goals and values, um, wanting to work together as a team, uh, wanting to be loyal to each other, um, having this kind of vision of what the future looks like and agreeing that you want to be part of that future together. I think it's actually kind of like, you know how businesses have vision statements and mission statements and things like that? I think getting married... In theory, in my head, in my very naive head, um, should have those. Like you should go into this saying, "Okay, we are these people. We have these bonds. We agree on these basic things. We don't agree on the on certain things, but we think it makes us stronger and gives us more perspective." What does our life look like ten years from now, fifteen years from now, thirty years from now? Right? Like pick a number, but having a collective vision and goal of what you want your lives to be, and obviously. Um, you've brought this up before. Um, 
people change over time to a, a certain degree. I've argued that the core stays the same, but I'm not really getting into, getting into that right now. I'm just saying things change over time, certainly. And so you have to reevaluate that what that vision is throughout the course of the marriage and kind of re-agree and re-negotiate. But I think the underlying trend there is being able to like see this collective vision together moving forward. Does that make sense? Uh, it does to me. Hopefully to everybody else it does too. Yeah, it could be kind of rambly, but, you know, who knows? Do okay, you... and go ahead. Sorry. Oh, so I was going to ask advice from you, actually, considering my inexperience. Do you think there's an aspect of that in that view or goal or vision that I see as important prior to marriage that I'm missing or not considering? Um, I don't think so. I, and I, th- I think you give me more credit than um, do. Because it's not that I've been experienced for 10 years or nine years. I was just experienced for for a year, you know. Um, but thank you, Pete. Um, I think, again, just the future is very unknown. But you, you can just do your best and try to work together. And that's, I think, yeah. Yeah. I also, it's worth saying, which I think I touched on in the divorce section that it's important to be sure and to think of all of the possible scenarios and be incredibly honest with yourself about these things. Because I think especially, or not especially. But it's I, hard to think about all the possible scenarios because it's, it's just hard. It's impossible. Agreed that it's impossible to think about all of the scenarios, true. Uh, I guess more what I'm getting at is I think it's really easy to lie to yourself and... Um, like pretend to want things and not be honest and upfront. So I think it behooves both people as you're growing and as you're building a relationship headed in the direction of marriage to just, you know, keep, and you're very good at this, keep driving at the honesty. Keep, keep pushing and thinking and trying to be upfront and figure out what you want uh, before you go in so that you know you're making the right decision um, and avoiding that whole divorce thing, <laughs> which was the point. I agree, definitely. So, so that's why one of the characteristics I appreciated out of you the most is your honesty and your blatant drive to make me honest even when, you know, even like the small things where I, I think I'm not really being dishonest, but you're like, no, you're being dishonest in some way. Um, I think that's that's a good thing. Well, I don't think it's in some way, but it's in, in the way you are. <laughs> yeah, and not going into dishonesty here, just, you know, making the, the point that I think that's important and it's it's I think it's a good thing that that's an important tenant to who you are thank you um you said you were going to bring up a second point out of that oh yeah um first I'm going to state something that I believe to be true and I'd like you to correct me if I'm wrong I think we both agree that the actual act of getting married shouldn't really substantially change the dynamic of the relationship I agree okay I didn't want to like speak for you, but I felt we both agreed that uh, and, and believe that. Once you are married, what do you believe does change? What do you believe does change that shouldn't change? Um, what do you believe? I guess give me a perspective of like how life would look like afterwards. I feel like I'd like again, once again, I, I'm going to push for you your input first. This is where I don't know because I haven't been there, so I don't know. Um, you don't have to know, right? Like so it's... 
it's what do you what do you think you desire and you see yourself what i feel is the ideal is truly standing by what i just said where i don't believe the relationship should change after getting married i don't believe either either person should get lazy or stop contributing to the relationship you should both put effort in um you should both have already gotten to the point where you like give each other the benefit of the doubt and you're able to be patient and tolerant and understand each other you've already gotten to that point so i think in a marriage after that happens you should it's not being lazy it's not giving up it's not still putting effort in i believe you should be practiced at that time at putting the right kind of effort in and you should understand your partner to a degree where it's not like it's not the same as a brand new relationship obviously i think the change is in the maturity of the relationship itself not the effort put in yeah and i i am gonna agree but also disagree uh those are the two options <laughs> so i'm gonna do like 95 percent agree and then like five percent disagree and the five percent comes back to i think the things that you're both still working on should enhance and become better um if there's anything that is slightly not well to the relationship it should be worked on and i think that those are the if a change is going to happen i i feel it should be for a positive output i hear you i definitely i mean i personally think perfection is uh non-existent so like of course there's always going to be things to improve right so i can definitely see where you're coming from there i appreciate that Okay, so other things during a marriage that you think is important to maintain the marriage that might be different. I mean, there's one that I don't want to say and speak on behalf of, just in case my mom hears, but yeah. <laughs> um, I just, int- intimacy, I think that's, that's a big one. Um, and again, it's just honesty between each other and what can be improved and worked on. Okay, do you think there's anything different about maintaining the relationship inside a marriage versus just maintaining a relationship? Oh, gosh. I don't think so. Again, I just... If there's changes, just be honest to each other and ask the person uh, uh, of each other, you know, what is desired and wanted. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. So I do actually, based on what you just said, want to take a deeper dive into that intimacy portion. Now, I'm not just talking sex. I'm talking like just intimacy in general. Do you think certain intimacy gets harder to maintain throughout the course of a marriage? Do you think it's like that emotional spark that like... It has to do, again, uh, with each other and how honest you are to each other and what your desires and uh, wants are. I get words are hard. Um, what do you think from your, based on your personality and what you feel, what do you think would not die down, but like be the type of intimacy that you would need to foster more Ooh, between or, us or like be fostered more like by me to you in this scenario? <laughs> yeah. Um, between us, I 
that would be something I have to think about. I think um, if I'm guessing and having a guesstimate, I will say, I guess romance. Yeah, definitely romance. I think that would. I gotcha. I gotcha. I think that has to do with, I'm not, uh, you didn't ask, but I think it would have to do with the, the dailies and getting into a habit and just kind of forgetting to nourish that side of us and, and whatnot. I gotcha. What what about you? Um, I would be worried that maybe both of us, maybe one of us would start to take the other for granted. Because even the small everyday things, even if they're day-to-day and they're a habit, it doesn't make them any less important or any less special. And so starting to take those things for granted, like um, the uh, one person cleaning a lot and just taking care of things and doing that thing, that's something that shouldn't be taken for granted. The other person cooking a lot shouldn't be taken for granted because that's just because it's the agreed upon thing and arrangement that two people have doesn't mean it's not special in its own way. doesn't mean it's not contributing to the relationship. So Yeah, what do you mean by taken for granted? Uh, like the thank yous start going away. Um, certain things are expected. Um, it's not really appreciated. It's not, I guess, appreciated just using the same word. It's difficult to describe. I feel that you know when someone is grateful of you putting in an effort. And I feel like you don't. You, you know when someone isn't. And it's. I think it's really just that. It's It's feeling that and realizing the, the other person values that you're doing that. It doesn't have to be a huge thing like, oh my god, thank you so much, or something like that. But just like, hey, thank you. Or just like, understanding that person takes time out of their day to do that, even if it is the agreed upon thing to do. And so they're doing that instead of doing other things that might be, they might be feeling pressure for. Okay. Thank you for explaining. I, I guess I'll, I'll ask a question. And this is one of those that you enjoy so much thinking about. <laughs> so this is going into your field. Um, what could you see uh, problems in our marriage being? I think I brought up the taken for granted thing for a reason. I think we could end up taking each other for granted for a certain case. So, like, I use the example of cooking. I tend to cook more often, right? Right. Uh, which is not a bad thing. I'm happy to do it, and we kind of agreed on that. Right? Yeah, just as I like, clean more often. Exactly, yeah. We agreed on the roles of... I interrupted you. I apologize. Um, but you agreed to clean and more, more often. Not that I should be outrageously negligent, just... That would be, you You would focus more on that kind of thing, and I would focus more on providing the meals. And I think that's a good and effective arrangement based on our skill set, because I suck at cleaning uh, to the degree in which uh, just makes things look nice. Um, not a total slob in my opinion, but still. And likewise, I like cooking a lot more than you do, so it, it just works. But I can still see the potential for us forgetting that Doing that stuff takes time. Uh, like It does, yeah. Like, on your side, like, cleaning does not take no time. So, like, you doing a lot of cleaning and then me, and I've definitely done this, forgetting to, like, basically being a slob and not being respectful of that 
yes, it's going to happen from time to time, but happening a lot or just having like blatant disregard for it, I think that's, you know, that's being, that's taking it for granted. And vice versa, like cooking tapes time. I do the grocery shopping. I look up recipes. I cook these things that don't necessarily happen quickly sometimes, especially if it's something new that I'm figuring out. And so not that you are right now. You definitely, you're very appreciative and I really I appreciate the support. You're very encouraging of me trying new things and cooking and, and doing this stuff. But I can just imagine down the line where like maybe you could forget how long it takes me and so you're asking me to do other things throughout the day too that I'm like, I don't have time to handle all this and do this too. Or you're kind of just dismissive like, oh yeah, another meal just showed up or, you know, I don't know what it would look like. I'm just thinking between the two of us, I'm definitely not pinning most of this on you even. You could be the perfectly fine one and I could be doing this. I could see it happening though, and I think that's something that should be mindfully avoided. Agreed. Thank you. I think this leads me to uh, a segue question. Uh, what problems in our future marriage could you see as your responsibility? Um, could you clarify the question? Let's say we are married. Okay. What could you see as your responsibility as the problem? Like it. Uh, what the problem I, I'm bringing this problem to right. the table um I think it's the same problems that I bring to the table now <laughs> um, well yeah but that's we we know that but what do you what do you think there are uh, I think hmm I, I think just the the amount in which I'm emotional I'm an emotional person in general so um not always thinking logically and always attaching some emotional meaning to a lot of things. That's something I do now. Um, it's something I'm actively striving and therapizing myself to, to uh, get, be better. But I still think I'll bring that to the table. Uh, I think jealousy will still be there. Um, <laughs> like being jealous of Koa? Yeah, she she lets our she lets our puppy get away with way more than I can get away with. <laughs> Koa, sixty pound pit bull, lays on her. No big deal. I lay on her. But an almost 200 pound person. But I only put parts of me. I like lay my head on your yeah, shoulder. Yeah, but like your one part is like weighing 60 pounds. My one part does not. My one like, my one arm on you like not, 30 pounds. does not weigh the same as Koa. But it weighs like 30 pounds. My point is, I am very, very not insecure to say that I am jealous of Koa. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yes, jealousy certainly comes into play. So that would be, that would be a problem that I would bring in. Um, speaking of Koa, say hi. That's her in the background. <laughs> yeah, she's laying on my lap. <laughs> on the beanbag. Um, other problems I can see. Uh, being clear in my thoughts. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Good it, job. It's interesting because, um, uh, I mean, actually, that that goes everywhere. Whether it's at work, where no matter where I am, I typically have, I struggle presenting my thoughts in a very clear way. Because in my head, they're all jumbled up. Like, the, the structure of things in my head is not a paragraph. It's like a word cloud that I reach around and pull for, from things. Um, so I def could definitely see that, which just plagues communication, right? Yeah, which is interesting, because in writing, you're pretty well thought out. Yeah, so that's one of the reasons I like writing so much is because it gives me a time to prep. <laughs> um, so I've worked hard in my life to be a decent writer, and I can I think I am a decent writer. 
Um, though now I'm drawing more attention. Uh, I gave a talk the other day, and Maria pointed out how often I say um, and now I'm like outrageously, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> uh, I'm outrageously self-conscious about it, but not the point. Anyway, so that's pro- certainly not all the problems I would bring into re- to the marriage, but that's definitely some of the big ones. What about you, to reciprocate that one? Um, I am the opposite of you. I think I... Bring in nothing but else. <laughs> no, I, I... Oh, my gosh. Oh, anyways. I'm just giving you shit. I'm getting riled up, guys. Yeah, you're trying to instigate my, my emotions. And I'm, like, at a peaceful moment here. But I think... I think more logically... And once I do start to think emotionally, it just becomes a, like, a nest jumbled up between you and I. It's It never ends in the, in a place we want it to end. I think it ends in the opposite side of where we like it to end. When we're both emotional, it ends in fights, guys. It ends in fights. Yeah, pretty much. And not just fights, like, oh, Pete, we just got through a fight now. <laughs> Like, it's like, I need to go away for a sec. Yeah. <laughs> and then, let's see. Another one I have to add is, I think, jealousy as well. I, But my jealousy is more of a, I guess, a controlling, trying to control environments and, and around me. Which then leads me to letting go. So, another one would be detachment, which Peter... As we spoke before, absolutely hates. So I think that one would be. And I've explained it. Um, I use detachment as a way to let go. It helps situations where I just can't control. And it's not right for me to think I can control them when I can't. Yeah, I'm not good with detachment. I'm still not good with detachment. I'm trying to get better at it, but I'm still not great at it. It's uh, to me, how can you detach from things that you love? Um, yeah, I just I still struggle to grasp it quite a bit. So not saying there's anything wrong with it, just saying I struggle with it personally. Well, I don't think I, I don't think. Well, if we're talking about this now, I I definitely have to input my my two cents into this. Detachment doesn't mean you're letting go of the love you have for a person. Detachment it means as it. I just, I just said I use it for is letting go of situations I can't control. And if I am getting jealous because I want to control a certain environment around me, why should I continue to want to experience that feeling if it's not doing any of us good? Yeah, I, I hear you. I think it's, yeah, I know we're getting sidetracked, but it's important anyways. Um, I think there is a very thin line between detaching from the situation and detaching from the person causing the situation. And I think they're two distinct things, and I definitely hear you. I definitely hear that there's it's healthy to detach from a situation that's not causing any productivity. To a degree. Um, but I do feel that sometime in the moment when that, that detachment is taking place, it's easy to word it or make it seem like you're detaching from the person. And I'm not saying you doing this, I'm not saying anything, I'm just like, 
sometimes it feels you, you detaching from a situation is feeling like you're detaching from me. So uh, it's mostly my problem because it's how I'm taking it, right? So, uh, you know, it just goes to show that I'm still working on this problem, but I hear you that it's, it's something valuable. Yeah. And I, I guess to move on to a different topic rather than going into um, more of, you know, sidetracking. What, I know you had a uh, one last question you said. Uh, yeah, yeah, so big one. And I guess it's like, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but I think, you know, it's valuable. Oh, boy. Has talking about divorce and marriage uh, throughout these conversations, both behind the scenes and, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, talking, uh, talking for the podcast, made you think differently about us in any way? Yeah, geez, way to put me on this mm-hmm. on blast. Gosh, <laughs> you just know how to do it sometimes. Podcast is about vulnerability, isn't it? We've talked about some crazy stuff on here, so I figured, why not? I think it just uh, made me more aware of a little how how much more different we are sometimes than we think, and um, it's not to say it's bad, but again, it's uh, more clarity, right? Like. Is this what you want? Is this what I want? Is this what we want to continue to do? Like, are we good with each other? And it just makes me think of those things. Yeah, I, I see what you mean. Like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but like bringing to the front of the mind, like all of these big questions, big, big topics. Yeah, because for example, with your um, your meaning toward marriage, right? Like you, you held it as a sacred, um, almost like religious yeah and for me it's not it's not religious anymore it used to be so it's like can i serve you the way you you are not only one wanted to be served but two is is am i a good person for you am i valuable enough to what you deserve to have I mean, just to clarify, I don't think you should be serving me. Like, oh, well, it it's it's not a like okay, I'm your servant. No, no, it's not like that. It's just the same way where you cook, right? That's you're serving me dinner. You're uh, serving me your love through cooking. I I see what you mean, like expressing the the speaking the love languages, like going all the way back to that kind of that right. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, we're not talking about you paying me to. No, <laughs> but it's just like because <laughs> I didn't want it to come across both, and I didn't want you to think this way that I'm like expecting you to treat me a certain way as your husband down the line. Like, I don't expect a certain kind of treatment. I just want our relationship to be. Uh, I, I don't want it to change between our relationship and getting married. Right? Like, marriage shouldn't change. Like we talked about the at the at the beginning or towards the beginning of this. Um. So I don't want it to feel like a service. So I guess it was just that word. I, I understand what you meant by it, but it was just that word that I was like. Okay. I, don't know. I didn't want it to be taken like, I, I guess I was. You mean you took it the way you did? And so you wanted to say, like, be clear on what you're I heard, telling. I heard it. I was worried that you were feeling a certain way. Like I was aiming for this like indentured servitude kind of thing. Okay. And I yeah. wanted to clarify that that's not what I'm after. Do you feel I clarified it for you? Yes, I, I understand what you mean now. Okay, perfect. How about you? What do you think? 
I think it's been useful. I mean, as you said, it's brought a lot of important questions, all of which we've kind of tackled before, maybe in different times or different places separately. But I think it's been useful and productive. I don't think it's changed, really. I think it's just like brought things to the forefront of like, okay, are these things we need to work on? Uh, where are potential clashes? What problems are we potentially bringing into a marriage? That kind of thing. Right. Um, Agreed. So I don't see it as negative. I just see it as useful. It hasn't made me like want to run away from you, nothing like that. It's yeah, just... agreed, agreed. <laughs> Unless you get stricter with your your marriage rules, and I'm like, well, I don't know at what point. Oh, I'm gonna contract. stop. No, I'm <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> yeah. Any any other thoughts? Any last? That was my big one. Do you have any bit you want to put me on the spot? Feel free. I think, um, I guess to end it on a positive and happy note. What do you see your wedding looking like? This is ever morphing. Your prince wedding, because I know morphing. you definitely have had. But that's the thing. Your we've outlook. Spent, we spent roughly a year now, and so now my outlook on money is like different. Yeah, I'm definitely. Not. I'm sorry. So it's, so it's like either we don't get married for like six, seven years until I have some serious blow or it's like okay probably not so uh, i see you were trying to make a happy positive note but to me it's actually like oh goodbye wedding in tuscany (laughs) (laughs) yeah i had this whole thing i wanted to get married in europe and like you know do this whole outlandish not outlandish but just I do feel I'm romantic in certain ways. I used to claim I was just a straight up romantic, which not true. We have now. <laughs> Maria has now shut down that that thought. Um, I am romantic in my own way about very specific things. So I think big about relationship moments and like taking pictures together in certain places and you know surprising each other with little things. Um, but unfortunately, I'm not as creative as I thought I was and. Well, I think you remind me more of a, like, how you actually want to be portrayed as. And I think this is genuine to who you are, is, like, your old century uh, (laughs) romantic. 1930s. I guess. I I think even further than that. I'd like even further than that, because I feel like 1930s is, I don't know. The more I learn about history and how horrible people treated each other, it's like, I don't, like... I'm but a little, a little flamboyant in there, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you're, like, very emotional. Yeah, I hear what you mean, though. Like, kind of that, that storybook romantic, not necessarily real-world, like, applicably romantic. Yeah. yeah. I feel like you'd rather have it done to Not that you say it, not that you express it, but I think when you... I feel, and I, and I think that when you express that you're, rom- like, a hopeless romantic, it's not that you yourself can do that in the extremes that you 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 say it in the context that you say it in but i feel it's more of the person doing it toward you oddly that's how i feel and i don't know how else to like yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah all i can say is listen i try i you do i try to be a good person and i'm super thankful be... for for the way you are yeah it's there's one thing that stayed consistent in what I think about myself, which my thoughts on who I am and how I think about myself have changed radically, but it's that I really try. You do. I don't, no one's saying you don't. Yeah. But now I'm just thinking about the romanticism thing. I'm like, 
Yeah, shit. But hold on, wait. <laughs> the question. <laughs> the marriage. I guess let's how about two different two different stories. Give me the realistic wedding and then give us the um you know, the hope the hopeless romantic wedding. Hopeless romantic wedding is a Tuscan villa, like, you know, central Italy, Tuscany, a nice little villa overlooking the hillside, right outside, right around sunset, lots of wine, lights everywhere. I don't know, just like at a place with both like that rural kind of history. Like I'm not saying get married in the Coliseum. I'm saying like just, you know, these villas that are just there and, you know, they've been there for hundreds of years and like these sprawling, beautiful sceneries and you're in Europe and it's a vacation and you feel away from things and it's, I don't know, just, just the be- this beautiful picturesque scene to match this beautiful picturesque love, right? That's, that's what I, I want the ceremony to reflect what we feel on the inside. How many people do you have there? Oh, that's a beautiful thing about destination weddings though. Is you can cut the guest list by like significant amounts. Um, is it not, because you cut it or because the people cut it themselves? That's the thing. I don't have to feel guilty about cutting it because just not everybody can make it that far. But, uh, okay, so how many people would be there on your guest list? You know, there's a lot of people in my life that I care about that I would actually want there. So, um, guesstimate. Guesstimate? 50. 50. That's okay. That's and that's being like that's fifty, and I'm hoping that there can be some kind of meetup in this on the state side that make it easier for certain family members to visit. Okay. Like not the whole ceremony, but just like a, a time to get together with those that couldn't make it. I hear you. And then the realistic one. I'm still figuring that one out. To be honest, <laughs> to be honest, uh, I still want something that's just outside and picturesque. Outside is a little risky, I understand, because you can't control weather and, you know, things like that. But, like, a buddy of mine, Jeff, had this gorgeous wedding. Him and Emily had this... The ceremony was just in rural Wisconsin, and it was gorgeous. Like, I don't know. They just made it work. And so I could see just us going someplace out west, like, where there's mountains and these views, and just making a really beautiful wedding in this picturesque view. But I do kind of hope it's outside. Yeah, me too. Um... But other than that, yeah. Thank you for giving us the uh, the input. Um, how do you feel about this one? Uh, better than it, the divorce one just pissed me off because just thinking about divorce just pisses me off. Um, uh, but it's it's interesting because it's like it's very talking about this is like very it's almost very analytical about an emotional topic, and so it's how's that? Explain that one. Because uh, we're like. Well, while it is emotional, I'm certainly given some emotional answers, and you you have too, I believe. Um, but we've also just gone through certain aspects and said what's good, what's bad. Like, it's been kind of matter-of-fact as well. Um, okay. So give us a little summary of what you what we, what we can summarize here. Um, I don't know how to better say that. I feel that we both agree that you should think about marriage considerably before executing because it's a big deal. Uh, It means different things to both of us, but we both agree that the bond matters um, and that that those vows matter. And that uh, after you make those vows, though, the relationship shouldn't change. Rather, that's where the work should continue. Yeah, thank you. And that rats, (laughs) rats, rats us up. All right. 
Thanks, everyone. Uh, keep staying tuned every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central Time. We'll keep try- we'll uh, keep coming up with uh, new and interesting topics. Uh, Maria's done. She's asked some good ones, so I'm, I appreciate that she comes up with a lot of these concepts. So thanks, babe. Thanks, Pete. All right. See you next time. You've been listening to Eccentric Together. On each show, you get a peek into the relationship of Maria and Peter, the lessons they've learned in their relationship, and of course, we have fun. We hope you did too. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, hook up with us on TikTok at Eccentric, the number two, gather. If you have a question or comment, send an email to eccentrictogether at gmail.com. Remember, Maria and Peter are not life coaches. They are not professionals, but they're 100% real and 100% in love. Till next time, this is Eccentric Together, signing off.